the music festival and at area kibbutzes back on October 7th. In other news, the eight-day Jewish holiday of Hanukkah ongoing and in Detroit, pro-Palestinian protesters try to drown out the powerful words of a young Israeli woman speaking at a Hanukkah celebration. Her mother had just been released by Hamas, her father still being held by terrorists in Gaza. As she speaks, the demonstrators shouting over her, cease fire now. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio LLC. Welcome to Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM where we can be open and honest about real-life issues such as disability, mental health, and everyday life. Now, let's have a real conversation with WGSO host, Ron Richardson. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, New Orleans. This is Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to listen to us on the go, you can download us on the Mixler app and catch my show, Conversations with Ron Richardson, in each and every show here at WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. And you know, guys, I bring you a different topic each and every week, and I would like to welcome back my brother, newfound brother, Mr., or should I say Pastor, Raymond Hayden of Remnant Church, and his brother, Mr. Sean Ford. How are you guys doing, man? Hey, man, good. We're good, man. Blessed to be here. We thank yeah. you for having us on this morning. Welcome back, man. How you been? I've been great, man. I've been good. Just, uh, you know, doing the ministry, doing what the Lord has us to do, and uh, living life, man. All right, man. So if you guys remember a couple of months back, Mr. Hayden came to uh, my show along with my buddy, Rayshon Emanuel. And Rayshon came to do a part two, and you came along with him, and he was just talking about uh, following up with us about what he has going on in his ministry and in the community and different things like that. But I wanted to bring you back because I wanted you to tell your story and how you became the positive young man and outgoing young man that you are, man. So why don't you uh, start us off here on Conversations with Ryan Richardson? Amen, my brother. Um, so I'm going to just go way back. Uh, Man, I was a I was a kid, uh, you know, growing up as a kid and everything. Is uh, my mom, my dad, me and my brother. Um, I had a little sister, but she passed away when she was three years old. Um, but man, just growing up in the home that I grew up in, you know, my mom she was a she was addicted to pain pills and um, you know just pres- prescription medications and stuff like that, Xanax, Soma's, different different types of medicine. 
Um, so just growing up into that, man, and then it was a, it was a physically abusive home, you know, so, um, I just grew up in that type of environment. And as a kid growing up in that, you know, it really can change who you are and it really can do things to you, you know, um, j just growing up into that, you know, and I've also like all of my family, I got a bunch of, you know, uh, addicted people in my family who, who deal with different type of drug addictions and things like that. Um, and just mental health issues, mental health problems, you know, so it really runs deep, you know, really as far back as, um, you know, my my grandpa, my dad's dad, um, and his mom, you know, he used to physically, you know, abuse her, things like that. Uh, he was a war veteran, man. He wasn't like that, you know, but he went overseas to war and everything like that. And um, he really came back a different person. So he would use alcohol and drugs and stuff like that to kind of mask what he was going through, you to know. To cope and, with the pain, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah to cope with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so he really came back a different person. He wasn't the same person that he was before he left, you know. And, um, you know, whatever happened to him over there, he brought that back, you know. And he kind of used to abuse my grandmother. Um, at one point, stabbed her through and through with a knife, you know. So... These are the type of generational things that kind of follow, you know, and, and just talking about generational curses and things like that, you know, and the Bible talks about these things. Um, but but that's the type of things that my, my dad had to grow up and he endured, you know, seeing his mama get all of that done to her and everything like that. So as a kid, it did things to his mind, you know, and then he went to homes, different homes and stuff like that when he was a kid, yeah. uh, starting at six years old. I think he was in a home for like six years of his life. So uh, up until like almost, you know, a young teenager. So uh, my dad really had a hard life and things like that, man. And then it just kind of flowed down, you know, and then me and my brother had to start dealing with, you know, these certain things that we were seeing growing up as kids um, so as a kid it was hard you know it was it was it was a tough situation you know when, when you got to cover your little brother's ears up so he don't hear what's going on you know and but but now your ears are wide open you know so it's like but I always felt like as the bigger brother I needed to protect him you know and, and I'd rather listen to it than have him listen to it man so um, these are just some of the things that I dealt with as a, as a young man, you know, as a kid, talking about from seven years old, as far back as I can remember, you know, really seeing them fighting, things like that, um, on up to, you know, early teen years, you know, when they finally got divorced and stuff like that. Right. Uh, interesting uh, fact about you, you said that, you know, when you were 14 years old, mm -hmm. you know, you were hanging out with 17, 18, and 19-year-old members of your family, and you thought you were grown. You were doing everything that they did. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, at that point in my life, you know, by the time I was 14, I was hanging out with all of my older cousins. I really didn't hang out with too many of my younger cousins and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like the things that I went through in my life, it, it kind of forced me um, to, to kind of grow beyond my years. You know what I mean? So as a 14-year-old, I didn't feel like I was 14 years old. In my mindset, you know, I was older, and that's why I like to hang out with the older people because I didn't have the mindset of a 14-year-old. You know, my mind wasn't on those things. And, and, and let's be real, man. You know, we, as you know, my listeners know, I'm always a realist on the show. You know, it was a different time. Right. At that, you know, you're only a few years younger than I am, but it was a different time. Mm -hmm. You know, now everything is out in the open, you know, and it's just a different time. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, yeah, it, it was crazy, you know, even, even to the fact to where um, – so I'm going to just share this real quick. And, you know, God gets his glory in the end because I'm not that same person anymore. You know, my dad, he's not that same person. i just been sharing testimony about, right. um, you know, how he was physically abusive and stuff like that. But, man, if y'all met my dad today, y'all wouldn't, wouldn't see him as that person, you know. So um, even though I just painted that picture, you know what I mean, I, I got to give God honor and glory because yeah. he comes in and he changes situations. He changes hearts. He changes and transforms minds, you know. Um, and my dad... 
dad is a man of God today, man. You know, he really is, and he don't live his life like that anymore. Um, and he lives his life for Jesus, man. So God gets the, the glory in that. But, um, you know, one of the things in my life, man, that really, you know, forced me to kind of grow up quick, you know, um, and, and think that I was older than I was is um, my dad went through this little phase, man, to where he kind of was a pimp. You know what I mean? Um, and, and he would have, like, different women and stuff like that. And, man, he would, like, at 11 years old, he's sitting there throwing women on me, you know? So um, that that really made me have the a mind frame shift, you know, as far as and, – and that's mental, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because as a dad, you know, he's thinking he's being real with his son, but really that's doing something eternally in my young mind, you know? Mm-hmm. So – and that was kind of one of the reasons why, you know, I kind of grew up fast and started hanging out with older people because I was getting thrown into these older things, you know, and had a, older situations. Exactly. Right. Situations as I'm, you know, 11, 12 years old. So, um, and it, this is things that I've never even shared before publicly, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know what? God gets the glory because like I said, my father is not that man anymore, you know? Um, so fast forward, you know, I started hanging out with older people, you know, and when you hang out with older people, you do what older people do, you know? Of course. Um, So just hanging out with all of my cousins. I had older friends. Like, I literally never hung out really with people that was my same age except for maybe a couple of my cousins sometimes. But I was just so far beyond their years because the things I was doing wasn't the things they were doing, you know? Right. Um, And, you know, I wound up dropping out of school at seventh grade. I started working at 15 years old. So I literally grew up way beyond my time. Um, So I just got involved, you know, in different things, man, just different girls here and there, um, partying, going to clubs way before my years and stuff like that. Um, And just really, you know, kind of being wild to the point to where I really could have been lost a lot worse than what I ever got lost, you know. But I I really look back, man, and I I see how God's hand was always in there somehow and just kind of protecting me and shielding me from these certain things, you know what I mean? Um, Because when I look back, even though it it got kind of rough, it could have been worse. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. This is uh, Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, you can listen to us online and on the go. Just search for the Mixler app. Tell them where they can get in contact with you, man. So uh, on Facebook, it's Raymond Hayden. That's uh, The last name is H-A-Y-D-E-N. If you want to look me up on there, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, same name. Um, so y'all can contact me with that. Um, you know, just reach out, man. If y'all have any questions, if y'all dealing with anything, you know, maybe I might be able to help. All right, man. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Wallace. You can hear me live on Tuesday nights at 5 o'clock here on WGSO or see what I had to say on Facebook at William Wallace for America. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. 
Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. WGSO 990 AM is the only locally owned and operated talk station in New Orleans. We feature 20 local hosts discussing a variety of topics in an era when the daily newspaper is being discontinued and our competitors are out-of-state media conglomerates. We ask you, our listeners, to support local programming on a local station. To advertise or sponsor one of our great shows, contact me at jeff at wgso.com or call 504-669-6076. Hey, Mimi, we're moving. Moving to Wednesdays at 5. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. And take your phone call. You can listen to us on 990 AM, WGSO, WGSO WGSO.com. And find out who's right. Of course, that's me. No, of course, that's me. I've been doing this 23 years, Mimi. Practice makes perfect. So you see, we'll have plenty to talk about on He Said, She Said. Wednesdays at 5. Right here on WGSO. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Hey folks, this is Jeff Cruer. Join me at 7 a.m. till 11 right here on WGSO 990 AM for Ringside Politics with a Punch. We're going to be bringing you great guests. We'll discuss the latest hot topics and, of course, taking your phone calls. On Monday, we'll hear about some healthcare horror stories as we see whether or Obamacare can be scrapped or modified. And we'll discuss the hot topics of the day with Ringside All-Star Chad Rogers of VDipelican.com. All of that and more right here on Ringside from 7 to 11 on WGSO. A business without signage is like a car with a flat tire. It's not going anywhere fast. Sir Speedy can change that. We're a trusted resource for sign design and production. Whether you need trade show displays, banners, posters, directional signs, window decals, wall graphics, or more, Sir Speedy sign capabilities can help your business get noticed. Call us today at 504-586-9812. Sir Speedy, we do it. This the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them. But you won't take this thing out these words before I say them. Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop me from causing man. When I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. I don't give a Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Coming back with some Eminem, Not Afraid, right here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to listen to us on the go, you can download the Mixler app, and you can also catch me, yours truly, on all social networking platforms. Facebook, just search for the Ron Richardson or Ron Rich Facebook page. You can also find me on Instagram. Just search for Ronald underscore Richardson underscore Jr. And I would like to welcome back my brother, Mr. Raymond Hayden, Pastor Raymond Hayden, and his good friend, Mr. Sean Forty. You guys having fun, man? Oh, yes, yes sir. indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, all right, all right. So you were talking during the break, man, and you said that, uh, and you were also talking during the course of the first segment, and we were talking about a whole bunch of things about how you got to this point. One thing that you said you wanted to touch on is, you know, we touched on the childhood. You wanted to touch on your young adulthood and how you were out there in the streets doing your thing. And I want to know, at what point did you say enough was enough? 
Yeah, so, um, man, you know, just leading up from childhood and everything like that, and like I was mentioning, you know, I always hung out with the older crowd. So, um, you know, I got into selling weed and stuff like that. Um, me and my cousin, we would go score X pills, take them to Mississippi and sell those, you know, and, and just selling different drugs and everything like that. And, man, I tell you, it's like the only thing I ever really did as far as doing drugs is, you know, I used to smoke weed and I used to drink alcohol and stuff like that. that that's that's um, the typical the typical little party drug right. or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but, man, even when I look back at that, it, it's mind-blowing because I'm like, okay, God. You know, because I'm a man of God now, so I always look back and I'm like, man, like just seeing how God really shielded me and protected me in life, you know, because I'm selling X. You know, we're doing all this stuff. I always had everything available to me. Like I could have did Coke. I could have did X. Whatever I wanted to do, the drug was always available. But it's just like I, I didn't have a desire. I guess seeing, you know, seeing my mom struggle with all of these drugs and everything like that, seeing people in my family, my uncles, my cousins, everybody, you know, really struggling in addiction and really battling, you know, their mental health and these things that's going on inside of their minds and they turn into drugs, you know, as a, as a kind of way, I guess, to cope with it or a way out. But I guess seeing so much struggle. You know, I was always kind of afraid to try anything else. You know what I mean? So I kind of I kind of stuck to, to the weed and, and, you know, drinking and stuff like that. But I guess I really was afraid to try other stuff, just seeing how people in my family, you know, were and seeing how my mama had a constant struggle, you know? Well, I, you know, I, I take it back to my childhood and I want to interject, you know, and that's a true statement that you just said is that, you know, when you see that and when you grow up around it, it's like, well, you know what? I'll smoke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I'll try marijuana. I'll do marijuana, but I don't want to try, you know, cocaine. I don't want to try the other stuff that these guys are on because at the you see the end product, right? And that's that's a that's a horrible analogy, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you see the end product, so you know it's good that you were able to to come back from that and be delivered and become the man that you are now. Amen. Yeah, and you know. Did you ever go through a situation where when you were trying to turn it around, your old friends, family members, et cetera, did they, did they kind of look at you kind of funny? Oh, for sure. You know, okay. so, um, so. Expound on that a little bit. Yeah. So just, just so. Uh, all right. All of that, you know, all of that craziness going on. Um, I met my first wife. So I'm on my second marriage, last marriage. Praise God. You know, this is a marriage in Christ. Um, but I was married before, you know, I have three beautiful children, uh, with, with her, you know, so, uh, as I met that woman, I kind of was like, man, you know, I kind of felt like I needed to settle down and everything like that. And I done, you know, at a young age and I'm only 19 at this point, you know what I mean? But at, at, at the point of, at the point of finding, you know, my first wife. Right. So, uh, but I've done been through so much at a young age and I've done, done so much. So. In my mind, I'm not 19, you know. I'm like, I, I'm thinking I'm 30, you know, because, like, I always had that older mindset, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, wound up meeting somebody, settled down, got married. We had our first daughter, you know. Uh, and she actually started going to church first, you know. Like, she was the first one to actually attend church. Okay. You know, and as a kid, I kind of did bits and pieces with my grandmother because my grandmother always was a woman of God. Of course. Um, so, you know, I would, go, I would go every once in a while to church with her and stuff like that. Uh, but as far as like really going, you know, it was at a young, a young adult age where, you know, my first wife actually drugged me into church, you know, uh, and she came home one day. I'll never forget. She was excited. You know, she used to work in a jail at Jefferson Parish. Okay. Um, she was excited. She said, hey, look, you know, um, uh, Miss Kathy, her name is Kathy Racky. Everybody knows Sister Kathy pretty much. Um, <clears throat> so 
She does like prison reform and, and things like that in the okay. Jefferson Parish Correctional yeah, Facility. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she invited my wife to church, you know. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, I said, I said, you go and maybe I'll go next time or something like that. So she went and she came back and she was excited and she was like, you know, I, I really wish you would go with me or whatever. So I said, well, you know what, I'll go, you know, and, and I went, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reluctant. I was like reluctant to it, but it's like, you know what, I'll go. Um, and I went with her. Go ahead, he was gonna say something. No, I think I think I think most men are reluctant right, to, right. to go to church. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I just went, and uh, the very first time, man, it's like I just felt the 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 presence of God. You know, I felt the Holy Spirit, and I didn't know what that was at the time. You know what I mean? Um, so I was like, man, I just felt it, and I started crying, I started weeping. I'm like, what is this? You know, and I, I didn't understand what was happening to me. You know, but it was just like something something was breaking me down, right? Um, so in that moment, I'm like, wow, this is real. You know, like this is a real thing because I'm a hard guy, you know, like my heart has always been hard and always been tough. And I, I, I used to pride myself on, no, I'm a man, you know? Um, yeah, most of us do. Most yeah, of us men do. Right? You know? Yeah. So, um, in that, you know, it's like, okay, like something is breaking me down in a way that I have never been broken before. You know, and now I know that that was the Lord. That was the spirit of the Lord working within my heart, you know, um, softening this this hard heart, you know. And um, so fast forward, man, we start kind of going to church, walking with the Lord. Um, You know, we we got another child on the way at this point, you know, um, and we got three all together. But, you know, there came a time to where, see, I never I never really I didn't know how to be like a good man to a wife. You know, I never knew how to be especially a godly man. Because you weren't, you weren't exposed to it. That's right. right. I was never exposed or trained up on what that looked I didn't know what that looked like. And, and that's, that's the thing I, I want to interject right quick. But, you know, that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. If you were never exposed to that life right. or ever never taught how to be that, how could you possibly know? Yeah, right. you can't. Right. You can't, you know. And, and that's part of that generational curse coming back because if my dad was never trained and taught, how can he teach me? He can't, you know, and that's what God comes in to do is he comes to break generational curses and he comes to save one so that an entire generation can be saved. And that's what happens when one comes to Christ, the entire household winds up being saved. Well, we preaching here this morning. Uh, amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> but, and that's real, you know. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, back to the story, man, is, you know, we was we was involved in church and everything like that. And. I wound up kind of falling back a little bit. I wasn't really reading my word. You know, I kind of, and, and man, it's crazy because it was like a slow fall. I would start missing a Sunday here and there, you know, and then I start missing Wednesdays. And then all of a sudden I was going like one Sunday a month and just kind of backsliding and just backing away from church. Um, and things in life started getting crazy in the marriage and everything, you know, and like the enemy kind of was just slipping in there. Um, so, man, we wound up going through a whole bunch of stuff, man. We had, you know, we wound up getting divorced and everything like that. And, look, I'm not going I'm not gonna all the way blame that on the devil because I wasn't as a man doing what I was supposed to do as a husband. You know what I'm saying? Because I really didn't know how to be a godly husband. But the thing about it is if I would have stuck in the word, God would have taught me that, you know. All right, man, we preaching and we got church in here this morning yeah, with uh, Pastor Raymond Hayden and Sean forward from Remnant Church. But you know, we got a lot more coming up with these guys, man. This is uh, Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Hit us up, man. Drop us a line. 504-556-9696. 504-556-9696.
We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. What does grace mean to you? At Grace at the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, a welcoming community, and a chance to go home again. You can help create a new home and hope for those who need it most. To see how, visit our website at graceatthegreenlight.org. Hello, Patriots. My name is Connie, and I am a fellow Louisianian. I started an online store in 2019 exclusively selling products which are made in the USA. My site is AmericanCentralStore.com. That's AmericanCentralStore.com. The reason for this ad is that I need products. I am trying to find drop shipping merchants with Louisiana-made products that can ship directly to the customer. If you are a Louisiana merchant who makes quality products, and if you can drop ship your products directly to the customer, I would love to hear from you. The only products I cannot carry right now are clothing items, but will carry those in the future. Please visit my site at AmericanCentralStore.com. Click the Contact Us link for the phone number and email address. Thank you, Patriots. Be American. Buy American. Hey there, animal lovers. Have you heard about the Home for the Holidays event at the Louisiana SPCA? From December 1st through the 23rd, the Louisiana SPCA is teaming up with a special Secret Santa to offer reduced adoption fees of just $25 for all of our furry friends, including puppies and kittens. To see adoptable animals or learn about the adoption process, visit www.louisianaspca.org. update. Fresh off the fourth GOP debate at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier this week, Nikki Haley back in Iowa Friday campaigning in Sioux City saying she just needs to have a good showing there. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, whose campaign has yet to catch fire with voters, says he has no plan of dropping out of the race at this time and is focusing his efforts on campaigning in Michigan. Now looking at some of the recent polling in New Hampshire ahead of the GOP primary there, a CNN survey finds Christie in third place with 14% of the vote, Nikki Haley at 20%, and former President Trump with 42% of the vote as it stands right now. In other news, award-winning actor Ryan O'Neill has died at the age of 82, his son Patrick confirming the news on social media. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. Hey, here's a question. After you wear your clothes, you toss them in the washing machine, right? Nobody wants to wear dirty clothes. So how come you don't throw your shoes in the washing machine when they get dirty? I mean, come on. Your shoes are touching the filthy ground all day long. Gross. Well, with Skechers, you can. Because most Skechers are machine washable. That's right. Skechers are specially made so you can toss them right in the washing machine and keep them clean and looking new. And when they look new, you can confidently wear them longer. 
that's less shoes you're going to want to throw away, which means less waste. And it'll save you tons of dough. I love that. Plus, machine washable Skechers are for the whole family, men, women, and kids. So when your kids get their shoes dirty, oh, and we know they will, just wash them. Brilliant. And even our latest technology, new hands-free Skechers slip-ins are washable. You just step right in and go without bending down or even touching your shoes. So give your Skechers the same treatment you give your clothes. Just toss them in the washing machine and keep them looking brand spanking new. Find machine washable Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear happens. Hey there, animal lovers. Have you heard about the Home for the Holidays event at the Louisiana SPCA? From December 1st through the 23rd, the Louisiana SPCA is teaming up with a special Secret Santa to offer reduced adoption fees of just $25 for all of our furry friends, including puppies and kittens. To see adoptable animals or learn about the adoption process, visit www.louisianaspca.org. Hi, I'm Huck, an active Christian who loves Louisiana. One of my goals is to bring Louisiana's education from 50th to number one. And I'm Dave. I'm not afraid of government bureaucrats. I fear God. Our rights and freedoms come from Him. This is Liberty or Lockdown. Please join us on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. Join me, Mitch Gibbs, every Monday and Friday at 5 p.m. live at Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard where Metairie meets Kenner for our 12th season of In the Red Zone. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO, and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is Conversations with Ron Richardson coming back with a little debarge rhythm of the night. Old school jam. And uh, I got my brothers in the building here at WGSO Studios in Conversations with Ron Richardson, Mr. Pastor Raymond Hayden and Sean Ford from Remnant Church. Fellas, what's going on? Man, not a whole lot. Blessed. Yeah, man. Look like y'all enjoying yourself, huh? Yes, Amen. Sir. Very much. We appreciate inviting us on here. Man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. And, uh, as I told you at the beginning of the show, welcome back. I am glad to have you. And I want to give a special shout out to my brother, uh, Mr. Rayshon Emmanuel. Amen. My brother. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, call call us, man. 504-556-9696. 504-556-9696. If you want to talk to the fellas and... Uh, Find out what these guys have going on in the community and also at Remnant Church. But you wanted to touch on another topic uh, 
And it was also, you know, mental health, which is something that we touch here, uh, here at Conversations with Ryan Richardson each and every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, mentally, man, you said you, you, you did a little backsliding. Yeah. Um, when when you first got into church and and you know you you started to go backwards, so why don't you touch on that? How that affected you from a mental standpoint? Yeah, so um, like I said, I got involved in church with my ex-wife and everything like that. Um, but there was a point where you know I kind of stopped reading my Bible, I stopped going to church, and it was a slow fade. You know, it was just missing every now and again sometimes, and then it went from all of that to just not even going to church anymore. And um, I really seen how that played a part in in the unfolding of like as far as getting a divorce and things like that. And there even came a point in time, man, where I started selling weed again. You know, it's like, come on, man. Like, God brought me from this. You know, I was doing good in my life. Like, me and my wife were doing good. Everything was good. We having more babies, you know, just like, man, the family's coming together. You know, we was growing in the Lord. And then all of a sudden, I just stopped doing what I needed to do. And it was a slow fade back, you know, which not only eventually led to a divorce, but also led to me going to jail for selling weed. Like, I got busted, you know, so... Um, yeah, and that was all that was all a part of me basically mentally falling away and, you know, stop going to church and wasn't reading my Bible, you know, because we got to be renewed and washed by the word. Whenever we read the word of God, you know, we're feeding our spirit, you know, and, and what goes in surely will come out, the Bible says. So if, if I'm not sitting there and putting the word every day, reading the word, getting the word inside of me, what's going to come out if I'm not putting that in? It's gonna, the world's going to come out. The things, if I'm watching, you know, uh, different television shows or if you're sitting there watching porn or whatever the case may be, whatever you might be involving yourself in that's a worldly, natural thing, you know, if you're sitting there putting stuff inside of your body, inside of your heart, inside of your mind, those things are going to come out. So if we're sitting there, let's just, we'll say music, for example. Yeah. If you're sitting there listening to this negative music and it's talking about drugs and it's talking about women and it's talking about, uh, you know, as far as degrading women, how this music goes nowadays, you know, and you're talking about um, all of these different things, killing and stuff like this. If these are the things that you're feeding yourself with, right, you're putting in your spirit, these things are going to manifest in your life. You know, and I've seen it in my own life. My brother Sean seen it in his life. I'm sure you've seen it in your life, you know. And when you feed yourself, whatever you're feeding yourself, those things are going to manifest, you know. And so back to the story, you know, it's like, that is what started manifesting. The things that I was involving myself in started to manifest back in my life, you know, and that led to what? Me going to jail. I got busted for selling weed, went to jail for that, got in trouble, had to deal with that for over a year, you know, just with um, court situations. And, probation. Uh, well, no, I didn't get probation, so I wound up going on diversion, you know, so God blessed me with that. I got a clean record now because I was able to successfully complete diversion uh, and everything like that, so I didn't get charged. I mean, I got charged, but I didn't get, I didn't get convicted of the crime. So explain what diversion is for people that- yeah, so diversion, um, what Jefferson Parish does is you go in there, uh, if they wind up, some people can't even get that, you know, so you actually blessed to be able to get that. Um, so I was blessed to be able to get diversion. What it is, you got to go, you got to um, do urine samples, like, and it's random. Okay. You, you call yeah. a color, you get this little phone line or whatever, and you got to call, and if your color comes up, you got to go. So that could be twice a week, that could be once a week, but you never know when your color is going to be called. So you got to go, you got to um, pass a clean urine test and stuff like that, and you also 
also have to pay for and take classes like drug abuse classes and stuff like that. Um, so it's a it's a big deal, you know. And I had right, to deal with that right. for over a year. Um, but hey, I'd rather do that than than be convicted, you know. So that was a blessing for me because now you know it's like and you look back and you're like, okay, now I see what God's trying to do in my life, and now I see why He protected me like that right. and allowed me to be able to do that so He could use me for this season now. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a lot harder to travel and everything like that. If you're a convicted felon, it's just harder on you to live life, you know. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, you know, I wound up going to jail, got in all of that trouble. After that, you know, me and my wife shortly after wound up getting a divorce. Um, so my life really unraveled, you know, and it was no one's fault but my own because not only did I step back from the Lord, but as I stepped back from the Lord, old things started to come back, you know. Um, and it, What were you ever, was there ever a point in life where when all of this started going down, were you angry? Of course. Okay. Of course. Anger, listen, I've always been naturally an angry person. Um, that's kind of who I was. You know, just so much that I had to endure as a, as a little kid. It's almost like I walked around with a chip on my shoulder, you know, and I've always been a fighter because of how hard I had to grow up, you know. And it's like somebody could look at me the wrong way and I'm going to get angry and I want to fight. I'm not trying to talk right. to you. We could fight, you know, right. if you got a problem type thing. And, and you know, to, to touch on disability for a second here, I, I kind of had that same chip on my shoulder, you know, because everything that I had to endure from being a differently able child, you know, growing up in a, in a differently, growing up to be a differently able adult, you, you do kind of walk around with that chip on your shoulder. Right. And, and, you know, like you said, you know, if you if you speak negatively, things are going to manifest. That's right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you shied away from church and you were trying to get back in. So continue to tell us about that whole process. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, man, wound up getting in trouble, went to jail, uh, wound up getting divorced, you know. I always tell people as far as going to jail, like I did 24 flat, you know, 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People laugh when I say that. It's right. kind of corny. But, right. Uh, so but I, it is I, what it is, though. Yeah, you know, I didn't do right. a whole long time in prison or something like that. Praise God, you know. But I did get in trouble. I went to jail for what I was doing. Had to clear all of that up. Um, but the divorce came, you know, so we got divorced and everything like that. And, man, after that, I, I really I really went into, like, a dark place, you know. And, um like, like you said, the anger, just the frustration, just the not knowing, the fear, you know, and I was with this person for almost 10 years. So it's like, man, like, what am I going to do now? You know, all of these emotions um, just come into play, man. And and it was one point, man, I almost committed suicide by a cop. You know, it's like my, my I was in a mind frame to where it's like I didn't care anymore. And it's crazy because I'm not I'm not thinking about my kids. I got three kids at this point. I'm not thinking about my kids. I have a dad who loves me, brothers who love me, people who love me. And you get to a point to where your brain's not even comprehending all what you have and all you see is what you lost. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was a point in my life where I even went through that whole stage to where it's like you can't even see the positive in your life. You're just focusing so much on the negative. You know, it's like you almost commit suicide and stuff like that. So it's also important to pay attention to the positive in your life. So anybody who's listening to this right now, I just want to encourage you that 
Don't only look at what's going bad in your life. Don't, don't look at the negative things. Don't make that your focal point. You need to find something positive that is going on in your life because everybody got something that they can be thankful for. And when I look back on my life, man, I had so much when I look back now that I could have been thankful for and that I could have put my focus into. But if you sit there and you dwell on the negative and you focus on that one thing that's not going right and you make that your focal point and forget about everything that's positive, that's how people wind up committing suicide, man. That's how right. people go crazy. That's how people do drugs to try to get away from reality, you know. But So I just want to encourage you to just be positive about the situation and put your focus on the positive, you know. Yeah, man. And you are really preaching it in here this morning, man. I hope somebody, somebody who's listening to this is really taking heed to what you're saying because, you know, we all need help. Right. Amen. We Amen. all need help. We all need Jesus, brother. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, we, need, we don't need help. We need Jesus. You're That's right. right. That's Amen. right. right. We, we need help from Jesus. Right. So it's both. Right. We need help and we need <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right, man. So I'm going to briefly take the attention off of you, and I'm going to head over to my main man, Mr. Sean Ford. Amen. You two are brothers in Christ. And, uh, Sean, I'm going to touch on you just a little bit. I want you to tell us about uh, what you do as far as community outreach, because you do a lot of things with the homeless, am I right? Yes, sir. All right, but hold tight, because uh, we got to go to break, but we're going to catch you when we come back, all right? Okay, yes, sir. This is uh, Conversations with Ryan Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to catch us on the go, you can download the Mixler app and catch each and every show here on Conversations with Ryan Richardson. We got more coming up with Pastor... Raymond Hayden and Mr. Sean Ford. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This Saturdays at noon on WGSO and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Hello, this is Jack Clegg. Thank you for listening and participating in the Jack Clegg Show Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Our audience and management have asked us to extend the show to Thursday nights at 7 p.m., and we will do that, at least until the 2024 election is over. We will continue to oppose the rich men north of Richmond who want to control what we think and control what we do. Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This Saturdays at noon on WGSO and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Hey, this is Christian Garrick. I'm excited about my new show on WGSO 990 AM, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. There are a lot of things going on in this country and in this city that are concerning. 
I'm your voice. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform, noon to two, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. The Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. The place for unadulterated truths brought to you by a pillar of the New Orleans community. From civil rights to constitutional rights to elder rights to just what's plain right, the Beat Exchange is your local community voice. Tune in to the Beat Exchange with Barbara Hoover, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Boy, have we got a show for you this week. Ever wonder where all the great songs have gone? Well, we found them. Hey, everyone, I'm Pat Matthews, your host of 70s Deja Vu. And once again, I'll be looking in the rearview mirror, and I'll see you in the back seat. Join me for some great music, all selected to get you going on 70s Deja Vu. Sunday morning at 7 a.m., right here on 990 AM WGSO. Everything old is new again is changing time from 1 o'clock on Saturdays to 9 a.m. WGSO, 990 a.m. David Cohen, what do you think? Well, we've got to wake up earlier, but I'm just as excited for 9 o'clock. How about that? Everything old is new again. Going to wake up New Orleans every Saturday morning on WGSO, 990 at 9 a.m. Stop brewing the coffee. Let's get going here. we got to got to start early here. Oh, boy. All right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Me and Mr. Jones here on Conversations with Ryan Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com, hitting y'all with a little old school. That's all right, fellas? Taking it back. Yeah, man. So I would like to welcome back my guest, Mr. Pastor. I always throw that Mr. in front of that. Mr. Pastor. Yeah, Mr. Pastor. <laughs> Raymond Hayden, man, and uh, his good buddy, Mr. Sean. Ford from Remnant Church. I'm going to take the spotlight off of Pastor Hayden. I want to briefly touch on uh, what you have going on in the community as far as feeding the homeless and uh, different things like that. So introduce yourself, man, uh, you know, briefly, because you've been really, really quiet right. during the course of the show. Right. Well, my name's Sean Ford. I'm West Bank raised, my railroad yes, back names, you know. <laughs> but, they don't uh, know about that, right? Right. right. They, they don't know. Yeah. So, you know, far as the ministry and, 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 and what I'm doing in Christ, you know, to me is to be mission minded, to not just go to church, but to be the church, you know, and, 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 and like Romans eight twenty eight, he uses all things together, works them all together for, for the good, you know, right. for those who love yes, him and called according to his purposes. So yeah. a lot of cats, they, they stray away from, from their past. You know, they feel like, you know, well, God delivered me from this, so I got to stay away from it. But I see it the opposite. Like, we, we, we live that life for a reason. So for me, it's to go back to them pits where I was at and to help pull others out. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. talking about the homeless thing. you know, That's that, what fellowshipping is all about. Amen. Too, man. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. That's so, what we're supposed to do. That's right. That's yeah. right. Amen. So there was a point in time when, when I was homeless. So for the last, I say, year and a half, maybe two years, He's called me to, to, you know, go and start ministering, go feed him, and 
you know, feed them physically and spiritually and, 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 and just let them know, man, that there is a way, right. you know, and I've been there. You know, and it's sharing testimony, giving them something to relate to. And it's like we was talking about, you know, even in the streets. It's like a lot of pastors, they, they'll stay away from them folks, you know, because it, there's nothing to relate to. He word, them folks, right? Right, right. right. They, they get outcasted. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's because they just can't relate. And it's like we was talking about, like, if you go to see a counselor, and you you trying to seek counsel on something that they've never lived, and they you know they just going by the book. They can't level with you, right? You know, so that's why I feel, man, like God calls me back to where I was because I can relate, they can relate, and 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 I can let them know that th there is a way. He did it for me, and he's no respect of person. He'll do it for you. Come on, you know what I mean. And, and you know, like I was like I was telling y'all before, you know, we got on there. That's one reason why I started the show because you know you go to other platforms. Mm -hmm. And you don't hear messages like this, right? Because everything's right. become so commercialized, right. and you know they 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 focus on a, a, a certain group of people, yeah. right? But you know the 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 people who suffer from the drug the drug addiction, suicide, you know, yeah. uh, you know, out there in the streets, they don't. These are things that are not talked about on the air. Right. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, man. But go ahead, continue. Uh, so you know that that's just where I'm at with it. You know, to to mm -hmm. be about the father's business, and to use me wherever wherever need be. You know, get in where you fit in. Right. Amen. Just put me in the game, coach. Which brings me to you said put put you in the game, coach. How did you two guys meet, man? So, uh, man, we we met at another ministry. You know, uh, just brothers in Christ. So let me let me get to that real quick. Right, real quick, real right. quick. So, um, just so I don't leave y'all with all of my past and the dirty laundry. Let me let me tell you how God cleaned it up, mm -hmm. uh, before this show ends. So. All right, wound up getting divorced, everything like that. I kind of was losing my mind. We're talking about mental mental health, yes, you know. Kind of was losing my mind and um, didn't know where to turn, man. And and one day, I just I, I came to my senses, brother, almost like the prodigal son. You know, I don't know how many people know that story, but he just went away to a faraway land, away from the father, you know, and was doing prodigal, wasteful living. But that was me. And uh, when, when he got the sense to know that if he just went back to his father's house, you know, he could live better there than where right. he was. So I was kind of like the prodigal, man. And I got that sense to, to know where I needed to go. And it was back to Jesus, you Amen. know. Uh, so, man, I started going back to church. I started I started trying to get my life back together. Um, after I made that commitment and I turned back to Jesus and was doing what I was supposed to do, man, he, he let me meet my wife, Rose. Um, so, man, Rose is such a blessing, brother. She's a Proverbs 31 woman. She's a woman of God. Amen. We have two beautiful daughters together. Um, she treats my other three like her own as well, you know. So right. um, since then, brother, it, it, I'm sitting here before you're a pastor, but if you would ever ask me would I be a pastor, I, I would have I been like, nah, I don't see that. Right. Which brings me to, and you've heard me say this many times on the show, everyone who listens to me each and every week, you never know what a person is going through. That's right. That's right, brother. You know? That's right. When I first met you, I would have never thought, you know, because you can't tell just by looking at it. Right. You know, and you also, Sean. Right. You know, you never know, man. But I just want to, um, you know, tell you guys that I'm proud of the work that you do. And I'm glad that you have become a part of the uh, WGSO family and definitely conversations with Ryan Richardson, man. So what's next for y'all? What's next for y'all, man? Oh yeah, so um we uh we bought the the remnant church, you know. I know y'all been hearing that set on yeah. here. Um so in January 14th, 
uh, which is Sunday at 10 a.m. We will be launching the Remnant Church. It's going to be a grand opening for us. Uh, it's going to be at 137 Salad Avenue in West Wego um, at the LaBrange Restaurant. You know, we're going to be opening up over there. They, they, they are blessing us to use their space because they closed on Sundays. Um, so if anybody wants to come check us out, man, y'all feel free to come out. Um, so we got a lot of things going on. We got a toy drive we're about to do uh, in Lutcher, Louisiana, at Pastor Ray Sean's place. And you just wrapped the toy drive. Uh, what was it? About two weeks ago, I saw. On, what was a uh, food distribution? Network. Food distribution. Yep, yeah, that was a food distribution. Okay. We did that over there by God's House on Lapalco, um, kind of partnering up with them and the, and the CRC and stuff like that, uh, just to serve the community because that's what it's all about, you know. And our heart is to give back, you know, um, and not only just to you know meet physical needs, but also be able to pray on somebody, be able to minister to somebody, uh, because like you said, we don't know what people are going through, you know, and it's very important um, to always realize like, hey, you don't know what this person's going through. Maybe they need a hug. Maybe they need a soft word. Maybe they need a word from God. Maybe they need a prayer, you know. Um, so we, we don't only go to meet these physical needs, but also uh, to give them Jesus, brother, you know, because we know the source that pulled us out of the pit. So we just want to return a favor and give that to someone else. They always say, man, you know, be kind. Amen. Be kind because, you know, a person could come to you and just have a bad day. Amen. You know, and be kind. That's right. So, uh, you're opening the church, man. Do you plan to expand? Well, as the, as the Lord leads, brother, you know, um, that's all up to God. We're just walking into this uh, in faith. You know, this is really a faith walk. I don't know what the future holds. You know, I can't see that far. So it's important just to trust God. And, and when he says to go, you know, we just got to take that, take that step of faith uh, and just trust that, that he knows what he's doing. You know, we don't always know what we're doing, but he does, you know. So that's, that's, right. that's uh, part of trusting him, you know. All right, man. In closing, uh, any words of encouragement or anything that you guys want to Right out there to the people. Keep it brief. Yeah, man. So I, I would just say this. Um, in closing, as far as the mental health goes, if you're going through something, number one, talk to somebody about it. You know, never try to hold that to yourself because if you're just building cases in your own mind and you're dealing with this stuff, we, we were never meant to carry these heavy of burdens, you know. Um, and I would say, number one, talk to God about it. You know, open open your mouth up and talk to your Father in heaven because he cares for you, you know. So, uh that right there, and just focus on the positive and neg uh, never focus on the negative. All right, man, this has been Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Guys, thank you. Thank you, brother. And you know what? Appreciate you, bro. I will see you next week, same time, same place. And remember, guys, healing and recovery start with you. Love you, New Orleans. Peace. The things you do seem so satisfying to there animal lovers have you heard about the home for the holidays event at the louisiana spca from december 1st through the 23rd the louisiana spca is teaming up with a special secret santa to offer reduced adoption fees of just 25 dollars for all of our furry friends including puppies and kittens to see adoptable animals or learn about the adoption process visit www.louisianaspca.org donate your vehicle and make a difference 